welcome to the Grassroots Podcast, hosted by Green Industry Pros, where we dive into the root of the trends, business strategies, products, and personalities in the green industry. SSC Services for Education, a leading national K-12 university facilities and grounds management provider, along with Texas A&M University, recently received reaccreditation and the highest four-star accreditation rating for best landscape management and operations from the Professional Grounds Management Society. Only five other college campuses across the country have this level of accreditation. In this episode, Green Industry Pros Editor Ryan Wisner talks with SSC Services Regional Director of Operations, Philip Zellner, who shares insights on how SSC and Texas A&M received the reaccreditation and what campus initiatives helped lead to that recognition. Philip also highlights how the campus is looking better than ever during the pandemic as his crew continues to maintain the grounds with no students on campus during the COVID-19 pandemic. Let's tune in to Ryan and Philip now. So to start with, uh, so you are the Regional Director of Operations for SSC? I am. And could you tell me a little bit about uh, what SSC uh, Education Services for Education is then? It is a nationwide company. Uh, we provide uh, building maintenance, custodial, grounds, grounds management, um, and project management here at Texas A&M. Uh, and we do that for K through 12 schools and school districts and for colleges and universities. Okay. And so uh, the reason uh, we're talking here today is because uh, SSC and Texas A&M specifically uh, got reaccredited by the uh, uh, Professional Grounds Maintenance Society. That's it. Okay. So can you tell me a little bit about that then and what, what that means? Because this is the, f it, was it, is it the fourth? Or you, it, you, it, you earned a, a four-star accreditation, I believe. Exactly. So back in 2017, um, SSC and Texas A&M got accredited by PGMS. Um, and what that means is they come in and they use three, three broad categories that they, that they score you on. And that's environmental stewardship, social responsibility, and economic performance. Um, and the intent of the program is to show that you're using current best practices and that you're being a good steward of the property that you're taking care of. Um, so back in 2017, we were accredited and got a two-star rating. Uh, and then this recent reaccreditation, uh, we actually achieved four-star, which is the highest rating that PGMS gives for uh, accredited campuses. And from my understanding, in fact, it's, uh, there's only, is it, there are only four or five other campuses that have that rating? There are, yes, there's only a handful in the United States that have that. And uh, we're the, we're the only campus in the United States that has an accreditation that is an outsourced landscape management. Okay. So it, all the rest of them are in the house. Sure. Okay. First in the state of Texas. Excellent. Okay. Um, and so tell me a little bit about what, uh, uh, what you do to uh, earn that accreditation then. I mean, what's, what, what's unique about uh, what you provide at uh, Texas A&M? Well, we, going back to the three categories, um, the environmental stewardship, one of the things that we do, and we had to um, 
we had to document was our IPM program. Uh, it's the, the, the service levels that the university asks for that were contracted to give set the thresholds for our IPM program. Um, so we go um, levels one through one through six and level one, there's really no noticeable damage uh, and things are, um, things are addressed preemptively, things like pre-emergence are used, um, where a level five or six, there wouldn't be any pre-emergence used. So um, our IPM program is focused really on the levels one, two, and three APA levels. Um, and that's part of the environmental stewardship that we had to, that we had to document for it. Another one's a tree inventory um, that we, that we are working on now. Uh, we're revamping the tree inventory for campus and purchasing new equipment to make that happen. We're using a Trimble uh, GPS system uh, and are going to be locating and documenting over 11,000 trees on campus. Uh, it was done in the past and it was done on an Excel spreadsheet. This will actually, when we, when we get it complete, we're planning on doing about 4,000 trees data uh, for 4,000 trees uh, per year until we complete it. And when we collect the data, we're going to be getting genus and species, condition, whether or not it's a memorial tree, uh, native tree, um, things like that. If it's a historical tree, we're going to put all that, all that data together. And then we've been working with the university. They've got a um, online interactive map that, that is, uh, it's powered by ArcGIS. Uh, so they will be able to take our data, push it onto their map, and you can select a layer for trees, which will allow you to go around campus and look at the different, uh, look at different trees. Or if you've, if you've purchased a memorial tree for your grandmother, you could search her last name and find the tree on campus and see its history. The other thing we're going to use that for is for us, we're going to use it to say if we've air spaded an entire street's worth of trees. We want to document that um, and or done any other treatments or deadwooding or pruning or anything like that. We're using that to document that. Um, another one that we're, that we're working on uh, for the environmental piece is Weathermatic came in and um, we've got all Weathermatic controllers now. So we've got flow sensors and master valves on all those controllers. We've got 288 controllers and we're in the process of calibrating all the flow sensors. Okay. That allows us to, if they're, once they're calibrated, if a zone senses high flow, we know that there's probably a break there. And that specific zone, it sends us a notification and it shuts that zone down remotely without us having to touch it. So um, it also acts as a uh, water meter for irrigation. So that's a, it's a nice feature. Um, on campus, water was not, it was not metered separately for irrigation. So the utility company relies on our flow meters to act as irrigation meters for them. So we're in the process, we've got 4,700 zones or so on campus. So it takes, it takes a little while to make that happen. Sure. Uh, it's, it's an intensive process, but we're, we're in the, we're in the workings of that. So that's, that's the environmental part. Um, the, Social responsibility, um, we put exposures to chemicals and pesticides uh, through the IPM program. That's a piece of it. Another one was 
uh, social outreach and we, we lead and participate in a uh, Texas Arbor Day celebration. Um, we've got a tree committee that we, that we lead on campus. Um, so that's part of the social uh, piece and the economic performance category for PGMS. Um, one of the one of the points that we had to hit with them and Doc was resource conservation, and one of the big ones that we do with a campus this size is really important. Uh, we divert 100% of green waste from the landfill, so it's about 12 million pounds of green waste that we process and compost and then use back out on campus per year. We're also doing battery powered equipment like we, we spoke about before. We're yeah. using, uh, we've got a mean green zero turn. Uh, we're going with still for all our handheld battery um, equipment and have been really pleased with that. We've got a great local dealer and get good support from them. Yeah, so that, that was another uh, piece of this is uh, just in general, the, uh, my understanding is you do have kind of a greens ground initiative uh, kind of moving forward and does that tie into kind of switching over to the battery power and uh, and like the electric mowers and that sort of thing? It does. It does. Um, we, we make every effort to be as green as we can be um, and uh, using the battery powered equipment fits perfectly into that. Um, we use we do use some conventional fertilizers, but we also use a ton of organics um, and, and are proud of that. And like I said, we're using compost that we, that we produce back out on campus. Um, the battery powered stuff, we've, we've demoed quite a few different manufacturers uh, for the handheld. Um, and we've, we've demoed Greenworks and Still and a few others. And because of the service aspect of it, we, were, we went with Still. And so is that, and is that uh, more driven by uh, SSC or is that driven by, uh, by the contract with the university in terms of they wanted you to go more green as, as far as using that type of equipment? They're happy that we're doing it and um, they're happy that we're doing it. And it's part of the uh, sustainability master plan for the university for us to use green um, battery powered equipment and to use sustainable practices. Okay. But initiative for the switch came over from SSC. Sure. Okay. So right now you said you are using some of the, uh, you, you're uh, either are using or in the process of uh, starting to use the mean green mowers. Do you foresee potentially uh, going into the future? Is that where uh, you might uh, get to the point of maybe using some of the, because uh, mean green is currently in development of some of those robotic mowers. Mm -hmm. Do you foresee that being a potential? It's a possibility. It's a possibility. It would uh, it would be tricky here. We're a very very big campus. Uh, we got fifty four hundred acres here, and there's a lot of streets and a lot of students. Um, so logistically, that might be difficult. But I bet that there are places on campus that we could do it. Um, I, I would I would like that. Sure, be neat. Because I I think um, I I was uh, reading over. Uh, um, what was sent out earlier and uh, there was some reference to um, some uh, it was referred to as smart classroom technologies, I think, and, and uh, uh, other opportunities to automate some of the, some of the grounds, grounds work through the campus. So could you talk a little bit about that? Um, 
Well, as far as automating, what one of the big pieces of technology that we're using is the Weathermatic that I was speaking about earlier. Sure. Um, and technology-wise, in current use, doing the tree inventory and going with um, SSC also partners with Weathermatic um, for a it's a Save Water Give Life program, mm -hmm. and we students from. Texas A&M and uh, representatives from Weathermatic and take some of my staff here and go to third world countries and establish uh, drinking water, uh, dig wells and teach about hygiene. So Weathermatic something that we use quite a bit and are proud of and, and it works really well for us. Sure. All of our education techs are using iPads uh, to inventory and inspect systems here. Uh, and then, like I said, the, um, the flow sensor is is a big deal for us because it it helps us instead of chasing leaks we get a notification that we've got high flow and it only shuts down that one zone it doesn't it doesn't kill the controller when there's a when the, it doesn't show up as a fault it shows up as a high flow so um, that's been handy we don't have any robotic mowers as of yet sure. but I'd I'd like to demo a few and see how it could work out for us sure yeah no they're they're certainly uh uh, starting to advance in terms of the amount of acreage that they're able to cover at this point. And I mean, so it's, I think in the next five to 10 years, that's going to certainly be a, a significant development within the landscape range. So. Sure. They've had greens mowers on golf courses that do that for a while. And I think it's uh, cub cadet put those out. Yeah. So it's, it's, uh, it's going to be interesting as it goes more into that commercial range and, and uh, even in the residential side, it's, where the contractors are starting to use them now. So, um, so for, for, uh, for the campus there, uh, how, how, uh, how large of a crew do you actually have to, to maintain that campus? I've got about 215 people in grounds. Okay. So, and just, uh, um, based on the situation we're currently in, I mean, I'm not sure where, uh, how things are there, uh, in, in Texas, uh, with the whole COVID-19 situation, but, uh, have you been, how's, how have you been able to maintain uh, uh, the grounds uh, under the current scenario? Very well, actually. Um, easy to maintain campus grounds when there's no students here. Okay. Uh, it, it actually, we we're able to get a tremendous amount done uh, and doing things that we might not normally do. Um, there's places that we're verticutting and air, air fine that we haven't been able to before because of traffic. Sure. Um, and, you know, we're fully staffed right now um, and are actually hiring. We're not, we didn't lay anybody off. We, we've kept all of our employees on. Um, we're, we're contracted to do this work and we're taking all the precautions. Um, and it's, you know, the guidance from the CDC has changed over and over and we've had to change our, our protocols to go along with that. Uh, but, we do require all of our folks who have to work or ride with each other within six feet to wear a face mask of some sort. So we're all doing that. Um, my guys that are out on utility vehicles are all wearing a face mask. Once they get off and a guy on a weed eater goes a hundred yards away from the guy who's on the mower, um, I don't require them to do it. A lot of them were doing it anyway, just to keep the sun and keep the dust out of their face. Sure. Uh, that's, that's one of the things we're doing. 
we're wiping down all the touch points, um, steering wheels, tools, uh, time clocks, door handles. We're cleaning multiple times daily. Um, but as far as the work, campus is going to look fantastic when the students do come back. <laughs> it really, it's, 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 been, um, it's been a blessing for us to be able to work unimpeded, sure. really. So it hasn't been too much of a challenge as far as, you know, like you said, just sending the crews out, even if it is two, two people in, in a vehicle or something with wearing the masks and stuff, they're making, taking those adjustments right. to make it. Exactly. If, if we've got folks in a truck and, and everybody at SSC is doing this, the maintenance folks are doing this, the custodians are doing this, um, project managers are doing this. If, if we have to ride in a truck together or if we have to ride in a utility vehicle together or work side by side where we have to be within that six feet, we're just requiring that everybody wears a mask. Yeah, that, that certainly makes sense. I mean, it just, it's, but uh, like you said, it's, uh, it, uh, it does sound like that it, uh, it does open up the opportunity for you to get into those areas that you maybe during the school year, you know, when it's completely full of students that you just aren't able to because of traffic. So that's, that's Nice right. To to make some adjustments. There's more than sixty thousand students here, so um, even with a big campus, you know, at class change, basically everything stops. We can't mowers around. You just have to sit and be patient and wait on them to get to class, and then you can fire it back up and and take off and get your work done. So it's 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 a very interesting situation for us to be able to just move freely around campus. Um, it's We've never had that before. Sure. So were there any particular, th particular, uh, e even just like if you had a list of things you wanted to get done and just haven't been able to partially because of, you know, student traffic and stuff where, I mean, were those, did those type of things just kind of move to the top of the list? Cause it's like, Oh, we can get this done now because we're not impeded. We're not. Absolutely. Things. Absolutely. Um, our, our sports turf guys don't have to paint fields right now. You know, they're, Having to move goals around for uh, rec sports, they're able to actually just manage the uh, manage the turf grass. And like I said, they're we're we're making a big mess and uh, and able to do that and not have to not have to deal with the traffic. Um, it's 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 been interesting because we're doing we do a lot of project work. We've got I've got a bunch of different teams within grounds management. We've got a construction team. Uh, that's that's getting a heck of a lot done. Um, you know, we're able to cordon areas off and not have to worry about traffic blowing through there or somebody jumping over a barrier or anything like that. Um, our tree team is a, able to get out and do a lot of air spading. Um, we've got heavy clay soils here, so we've made a big effort to go in and try to relieve compaction, um, and that's we've got a unique situation here. It's a, it's a, um, the, the, what the irrigation water, the tap water here is pushing nine, uh, on the pH scale every day. And it's got high soluble salts. So combine that with heavy clay soils, it makes plant life difficult. Um, so we're trying to do everything we can. Air, air spading is one of those things. It's real messy. Um, so we kind of have to pick and choose when we can do it. And without, without students on campus, we're a lot more free to do that. And, you know, we're seeing good results from it. Good, good. Okay. Sounds good. 
Um, well, I guess what else, uh, is there anything else you might be able to tell me about the accreditation process or, or uh, uh, what that means for the campus going forward? And It's something that we're really proud of. Um, the, the university is really excited about it as well. Um, it's, it's a feather in the university's cap because they, you know, they're committed to doing things the right way. Mm -hmm. And with SSC here, um, they're able to get a really high level of grounds management. And the accreditation is really just third party professional organization that's verifying that we're doing things as well as we possibly can. So um, I'm really proud of my team. Um, that 215 or so people, uh, they're the ones that made this possible um, and just just feel super blessed to be a part of this team. Uh, and I'm glad that they were recognized recognized for this achievement. Um, also really proud that it's the first, it's the first accredited university in the state of Texas. It's the first one in the SEC um, and um, the first one that's ever been accredited with four stars. I think it's the first one that's ever been accredited period, but it's definitely the first that's had a four star rating with an outsourced company. So, and as far as uh, SSC goes, then just across other, uh, other other spot, there are other universities that SSC covers. Um, are are is are there a lot? Is that green initiative kind of across the company then, in terms of switching to using the electric and and the battery powered equipment? It is. Uh, we actually just just took over the the account for um, Triveca. Um, I think it's university. I'm not sure if it's university or college, but they're completely battery powered. Okay. Um, mowers. Um, the only I think they do have a utility a utility vehicle that's conventional, but that that was part of the selling point for them. They really wanted to go that direction, and um, and that just that just started up. So um, it is the green initiative and the commitment to the commitment to go battery powered is something that we are doing nationwide. We've got over 130 accounts nationwide with different school districts and universities and colleges. Um, so that's, that's being pushed out nationwide. Sure. Just, uh, just on, uh, for, for you then, for your, for your campus, how much of a savings is it to, to switch out from the, you know, I presume you had the gas powered uh, hand tools, you know, and the trimmer, the trimmers and such, and to switch it to the battery. I mean, how, how much of a savings does that end up? Um, I, honestly, I don't have a good answer for that right now. Uh, we, we just got the main green, uh, this past year sure. and we've got one 60 inch, um, zero turn right now. Okay. And we've got 12 or 15 pieces of handheld that we're using and we're putting those out to different, different departments within grounds. I've got a horticulture department. Um, they're going to need hedge trimmers a lot worse than my, my turf team does. Um, <laughs> But, you know, so um, it, it's been interesting. At first, the guys were a little reluctant. You know, they wanted mixed gas and, and pour it in there, and they trusted it. And the more that they've used the battery-powered equipment, the more they like it. Uh, it's so much quieter. That's one of the, the advantages I have found uh, are huge. Um, I, before I worked for SSC, I worked in resort grounds management, and, um, you know, that's a big deal to not wake people up at six in the morning if they're paying for an oceanfront room. <laughs> so 
I started using battery powered equipment then. And um, it was, this was years ago and it was really first generation and it had a lot of flaws and it's come so far, you know, it's super quiet. Uh, the run times are what they need to be. Uh, and it's just really well made now. So I'm, I'm happy that we're making that switch and going that direction. That, that was going to be my question as far as the run times. I mean, just with, with a campus that size and just depending on all the work that you're trying to get done there, there, uh, uh, they're sufficient enough where you're able to the your crews are able to get the jobs done uh, that you absolutely to get them done. absolutely you know it just just the same way that you would carry mixed gas in your truck or in a utility vehicle we keep an extra battery for our handheld stuff sure. so that's how we hand it we don't need a single battery for a line trimmer to run for eight hours right um, you're actually not running it for eight hours anyway it's right. only it's only the time your finger's on the trigger. So the run times have not been an issue for us. And so, and, and what, what is kind of the mix that you have then? I mean, is that, that kind of a little mix of everything that you, in terms of the hand tools you have? I mean, you said the hedge trimmers, I would imagine the string trimmers. Um, I mean, do you have edgers, uh, edgers? We've got, uh, do you have blow, uh, blowers at all or, Yes, backpack blowers and handheld. Uh, we've got at least one chainsaw, maybe two. Okay. Um, so we've got a good mix of sure. got mix of equipment. And you said that's all the steel products it that is. you're using for the battery power. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Okay. Um, well, um, is there anything else you want to to add? I think uh, I think we've covered uh, pretty much. Uh, uh, a lot about the accreditation process and, and your green initiative there, which uh, definitely is exciting to hear that uh, you're moving forward with that even across the company, um, because I think really that's going to be a significant push just in general across the landscaping industry in the, in the near future here as the battery, as you say, uh, the, the battery uh, equipment is getting to the point where it's uh, more efficient and has that, uh, the ability to last uh, the the right amount of time to get the jobs done now. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, it's big things for us is how quiet it is. Um, exam time. It's a big deal here. Um, so that, and it's lightweight, you know, the, yeah. the string trimmer, a battery powered string trimmer does not weigh what a gas powered string trimmer weighs and you're not pouring gas. You're it's, you're, lessening the exposure to noise and vibration and uh, the possibility for spilling gas on you, that sort of stuff. Um, so we're excited about it. Um, super excited about this four-star accreditation. Uh, and like I said, really, really proud of our team and, and grateful to Texas A&M University um, for supporting us all along the way to get here. Uh, I would encourage anybody uh, in, in the grounds management profession, join PGMS. Uh, there's a ton of resources there. Um, it's a good way to benchmark where you are. This accreditation program is a great way to benchmark that, uh, you know, came in and in 17 earned two stars and it shows if you go through the accreditation packet, all the points that have to be hit and documented, it shows a lot of improvement since then. Um, to three years later be bumped up to a four star. So just very proud of our folks and grateful. That's great. Okay. Well, thanks again, Phil.
for uh, coming on the call today. I really appreciate it. Uh, Absolutely. It was uh, really uh, perfect for what I was looking to uh, to accomplish here today and and um, and talk about because uh, I think a lot of our uh, our readers and listeners and, and I guess in this case potentially viewers uh, will will appreciate hearing about this uh, because battery the the battery and electric uh, um, equipment uh, that's that keeps on increasing as far as interest in in all those things uh, as uh, the landscape industry I found. Uh, uh, in my short time uh, so far in it, it is a little bit has been a little bit slower in in uh, grabbing onto some of the technology. But now that they are, they're really grabbing onto it strongly. <laughs> so. I'm not surprised by that. <laughs> that it should be that way. It should be that way. And I really don't. I don't believe it's going to slow down anytime soon. I think we're going to keep moving. I don't know that we will completely convert the entire industry over to battery powered, um, but it's going to keep moving that direction. We're going to see more and more of it. I, I would completely agree. Absolutely. All right. Well, thanks again. And, and again, I, uh, I certainly appreciate uh, you coming on today. Absolutely. Great to meet you, Ryan. Well, that's it for today. Thank you to Philip Zellner of SSC Services for taking the time to talk with us. Tune in every Thursday for another Fresh Cut episode of the Grassroots Podcast by Green Industry Pros. And make sure to subscribe and share. Until next time.